Hi guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast. In this podcast, we talk about the real essence of a coach in a student's life and how important a bond is between a coach and a student. Now, let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode and today we got Rhythm and Zach. Rhythm's our coach and Zach's a student all the way from London. Hi guys, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good mate. Uh, yeah, we're good here. Um, preparing for another lockdown, um, which starts on Thursday. Um, but I guess so is life. Uh, so yeah, all good here. And how's everything back in England right now? Um, so, uh, the, the cases are still going up, um, obviously it's off-season at the moment, so there's a lot of winter training that we will be doing, but uh, that's been affected because the lockdown means we can't uh, go in, we can't, we have to stop our training, we have to basically stop anything um, outside, um, indoors, as well as outdoors. Um, so yeah, so it's a month of kind of uh, training by yourself for these guys, um, and yeah. So uh, academy is uh, is off as well. So um, the, the, all the um, indoor spaces are closed. Uh, you can't train. All um, so we've just officially been told by ECB that um, there will be no cricket um, like practice outside. So you can't do any coaching, even one to one or anything like that. Obviously, group is out there out of the question, anyways. And Zach, during this lockdown, you guys are going through. How are you managing to practice regularly, and how are you able to keep yourself fit as well? So I'm just trying to outside in my school the space in my school as much as possible in the garden doing some drill work and hopefully as soon as we're allowed to go back and play with bowlers and other players try and use what I've learned by myself and put it there. Rhythm can you please talk us through on how you got into cricket and how you got into cricket coaching as well? Uh, yeah so um, uh, I, was, yeah, I was quite young when I started playing cricket I, did, uh, I didn't really play much in India, I was originally from India and I came to the UK when I was about 10 or 11. In India, it's only about gully cricket, right? So, you know, you play cricket in the streets. Um, so it was just a bit more fun and just, yeah, you watch TV and you know how big cricket is in India, right? Um, and then I came to the UK and then I got the real taste of it uh, with the hard ball and kit and so on and so on. And um, I just, I got in wanting to play, wanting to play professional cricket, um, didn't quite make it. Uh, so I was about 22, 23 and I decided, you know what, um, I love cricket so much that I wanted to still be part of it. So I thought, you know what, coaching is the best way um, for me to kind of still be part of the game, still be involved in it. And since then, I haven't really looked back. So did you shift from India to England just for cricket or something else? Um, so parents, uh, so just my dad got a job here. So my dad's a, um, a web developer and, um, and he got a job here. So we moved here uh, from India. And Rhythm, I'm a bit curious to know if there's a major difference in the coaching culture between India and England. So, uh, I went to India for about, uh, for a couple of, every two or three years I would go to India to train um, with the coaches there obviously because it's um, slightly more intense um, and so on. Um, and obviously when I got coached here, the, the difference I would, I would say is the, firstly the numbers. I mean, uh, as you know yourself, there's a lot more kind of like, you know, um, a lot more players in India that you have to compete with and you know you, you it's hard to stand up and there's normally one coach with 40 kids or 30 kids you know um, so it becomes really difficult to get some one-to-one time to get some time with the, with, the, with the coach I was lucky enough because I came from the UK for a month you know I, got, I, I had that bit of more of a special treatment um, but it was still difficult you know um, the head coach I think I spoke to him in a month I think I spoke to him about three times um, you know, so it's slightly different in the UK. There's a slightly bit more structural. Um, again, the numbers aren't that many, so it's slightly easier. Um, but I think the coaching, when I received it um, in India, I think was 
was better quality. Um, whereas in the UK, I didn't quite receive the same. But like I said, there's different challenges in different countries. And Zach, tell us how you got into cricket and how you met Rhythm. So, I mean, I didn't play much up until I was maybe 8, 9, 10. Uh, I played a bit at my school and I was part of a club, but I never really went to training or went to play matches. And then one time, uh, my dad put me on a course, which is which was at Featherstone, which is where Rhythm runs his academy now. And um, my dad booked me in with a, for a one-to-one with one of the coaches and Rhythm took me. And the first session, um, I came off and uh, I remember my dad's expression. He was like, um, that's a coach, that's a proper coach. So then I joined the club, which he was part of at the time. And from then I started playing, one, doing one-to-ones and training with him. And how long have both of you known each other for? Uh, I think maybe five, three, four or five years. Yeah, I think four or five years now. I think. I think you started when you were 10 and you're going on to 15 now. Right? So, yeah, about five years. I would, I would, it would be coming up to five years. And in this five years, what's the best of innings you've seen Zach ever play? The best innings? Um, so, it's quite tricky because I don't actually get to see Zach play in sense because obviously he's playing with different clubs so we the coaching system here is slightly different so you don't necessarily um, watch the players you you coach they come to you they do training and then they go and play matches for whatever club they're at so um, Zach doesn't necessarily play for the club that I play for um, but I think the best thing so, so normally I, I see a lot of his videos and stuff, a lot of that um, and I get a lot of input feedback from his parents from you know other coaches that, that take the matches and so on um, I think the best one I, that I was told was, I think, against Richmond, Jack, uh, when you got 70-odd. Um, I think uh, he uh, apparently he just went in and um, yeah blew them away. They thought, oh, who's this scrawny little brown kid? And uh, he decided to be Coley for the day, I think. Zach, if you don't mind, can you please talk us through that innings? Yeah, so that season, I had we played two matches already. I'd opened and I think I'd scored zero and five. So I wasn't in the... I wasn't playing the best at the moment and then I turned up at the ground and usually I don't do throwdowns before a game uh, that was like a couple of years ago so I didn't really do throwdowns uh, so but my dad came to this game um, so I did some throwdowns with him and from the first ball I hit when he threw an underarm to me I thought that I was gonna bat well and then my first ball I faced I uh, hit for four over the bowler's head so from then that was just I started thinking, okay, I'm in form now. And out of these four years, what's the best advice you've received from Rhythm? I think there's one piece of advice which he keeps telling all of his students over and over again, which is to just uh, be your own player. Don't try and emulate somebody else or use somebody else's style just to, um, so your skill set are different to everyone else's skill set and just utilize those to the best you can. And Zach, has ever been a situation where Rhythm was a bit harsh on you, but then later on you realised why he was? Yeah, I'd say Rhythm is, uh, tends to be quite a harsh coach. Um, he makes us do a lot of fitness as well. And I mean, before I came to Rhythm, I didn't really have much formal training. And so sometimes I'd play a bad shot or bowl a ball, which um, I didn't bowl well where I did something wrong, even though we were trying to work on doing the opposite and he'd make me do press-ups and stuff. And at the time I thought, oh, this guy is just trying to be mean to me, uh, not help me get better. This, um, But now I look back on it and I'm much fitter compared to how I was when I started. And I'm sure most, I'm, I know most uh, 
most people with them coach I like that as well yeah so hudum smile as soon as i said harsh hudum anything to add to that um yeah so initially when i um when i started uh coaching just zack and everyone so it was you know um this generation is slightly different to the generation i grew up in i mean there's only 10 years difference so 12 years difference between me and zack probably a little bit more actually now um for about 14 i would say um but you know i think there's still a generation gap and i've always felt that you know it's slightly different in the terms that they're slightly softer i mean there's no uh, i don't want people starting personal messaging me now and you know they know it's not whatever but i just feel like you know they're slightly soft in the way that they've been brought up you know they've they've, they've had slightly more luxury luxurious lives and so on um so i felt that you know what do i do that's slightly different and i'm not saying on this any harsher but i just i know that you know zack and all of my academy that's where we find you know strive to be the best if we push ourselves um you know and you know we push ourselves physically because i think you know being able to push yourself physically is more of a mental battle than necessarily physical you know it's not necessarily that oh can you be the best it's actually can you be the your own best you know can you beat yourself again every day day rather than trying to be everyone can you beat your own self you know um so if you're good at push-ups okay that's great you're the best here at push-ups but can you beat yourself every day can you try and do more push-ups every day you know 20 push-ups might be the most anyone here can do and you can beat that but instead of you settling for 21 push-ups can you do 25 push-ups can you do 28 push-ups you know can you can you best yourself rather than you know compete with everyone else try and be the best you can be um so yeah that's that, that's why I'm, that's the reason I smiled because as soon as it harsh I knew Zach would say something <laughs> ഫ്രണ്ട്സ്റ്റാൻഡിംഗ് um and and try and try and make your session according to that i think that's i think i think that is what a really good coach does um and i think that's what i think a, a lot of coaches find difficult to do because you have an hour with a player in that hour it's very difficult to try and learn and find out about a player um especially you know when someone comes to the session you see them once a week so in an hour you know how much are you really going to find about that player you know you're not going to be able to find that much you know what makes them tick um you know what gets the best out of them do they want to be pushed or do this are they someone that wants you know them you to put your their you know their your arm around their shoulder you know what kind of player they are so i think that's something um i, I think it's quite difficult you know it's not always easy to to manage and how do you modify the way you teach from student to student because not every student can understand the same way right agreed i think um I think I what I what I think being patient is important because like you said there that like, you know not everyone is the same so I think patience is is huge for me you know um sometimes some players just pick up the bat and start hitting the ball and you're like oh perfect you know I don't really need to talk, talk to them about hand eye coordination where someone is the completely opposite so you think about okay you know what actually this player will take longer it doesn't necessarily mean he's bad or worse it just means that you know they have different you know different times and when they progress you know you can't expect everyone to be the same height at the same time right everyone grows at different you know you can't you go to a school everyone's in the same year Absolutely. you can't expect all of them to be the same height 
So you have to give them a chance to grow at their own speed um, and just make sure you provide everything you can to help them grow. I think that's what's important, yeah. And Zach, out of all the coaches you've been with, what makes Rhythm stand out from all the coaches you've ever been with? So I think, um, so a lot of the coaches I've had at a club or a school, they do the same sessions for every person. So we don't, I don't usually, I don't have one-to-one sessions with anyone else except Rhythm. But when I, I mean, when I used to, the, the sessions used to be the same for each person. So when they decided that they wanted to work on a pull shot with some batsmen, the, the session would be, okay, we're going to do 20 minutes of drilling, 20 minutes of sidearm work, and then I'll mix it up and do, so you can face the short ball without expecting it to be, or something like that. Whereas Rhythm that says, okay, maybe you haven't, after 20 minutes, you might not have fully understood how to play a pull shot, so we're going to spend more time drilling, or you might get it earlier than that, and you're going to spend, okay, we're going to spend more time on your decision-making. So Rhythm changes his session depending on how, on how, how you do basically and I think that's something which a lot of coaches they don't usually do they come into a session with a plan and you and you have to stick to that plan whereas Rhythm's quite quite good in helping you for your own personal needs Rhythm how do you know as a coach if you're doing an effective job or not? Um, yeah, I think you speak to a player I think communication is important there so that's one another another thing another philosophy of mine you know communication is key it's not a one way street you know when you when you when you start a journey with a player it's not necessarily, you know, me telling them everything. It's about them speaking to me and, and having a conversation. And yeah, you, you're right. You know, cricket is such a result-oriented sport. You know, I can say that players are improving, but if they're not scoring runs or taking wickets, they're not they're not successful. But I know that if they are doing the process, and hopefully Zach, you know, is an early part of his career, and and that's what we focus on with Zach. You know, is processing. You know, as long as he does the process. The results will be will come. They might not come initially, but in the long run they will come. So I think it's about kind of re- helping them realize that process is important. And yeah, like I said, the communication is 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 key there. And what are some mistakes with respect to technique which students make are not easily visible by the naked eye? And what facility helps you spot these mistakes? Um, I think uh, you know video in the last five years. I think video technology has come in. Um, so sometimes it's important. So I can see something straight away. Let's say I'm not saying I'm an amazing coach, but you know sometimes I can pick up on something. And I might tell Zach, let's say Zach, uh, you know this the drill you're doing, you're actually not in the right position when playing it. But he himself feels like, well, actually I am. You know I do feel like I'm in this right position. So I think then video can come in and I can be like, look, actually this is what you're doing. And then visual feedback he can take in and go, okay, actually you know what. I'm not bringing my bat from so on, so on, or I'm getting too far across when I play the full shot or when I play the sweep or whatever it is. Um, so I think I think video is, uh, is is key. I think I think that's something you know that's helped me make my point clearer. Because I think a lot of the times you know um, when coaches would speak to me, let's say when I was you know young and I was I was learning, coaches would speak to me. It was very difficult because you'd have to just say whatever they say. You'd have to take that in. Whereas video feedback, I think, is a, one of the best feedback. Coming to the final question, how important do you feel the relationship between a coach and student should be? Oof, dif- difficult question, mate. Um, you know, uh, I think it's it, it, it it's a relationship based on trust. Um, you know, because um, a, a, a coach is there to provide, you know, to mentor, 
to come through when the difficult times as well as you know be there for the successful time but i think it's, it's it's trust you know so there's so much trust involved in it because anything that i'm saying or i'm doing will directly and indirectly influence that you know playing career but also his life you know um because i think cricket is 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 a sport where you can actually learn life skills as well as cricketing you know as well as improving your cricket but there's some life skills that can be taken from it it's a team sport firstly um so that's something that's within itself you know you learn teamwork you learn about actually you know it's it's not all about you um so i think that's something that's, that you learn straight away um and I, and yeah i think you know it's um it's a difficult question to answer but i think trust is is what i would suggest you know i would say the answer is you know i think that if you're if you have a relationship where there's trust i think then there's going to be good things that will come out of it and anything to add to that sir yeah so no i don't think so i think um there so sometimes um when i play uh, let's say i have a bad innings or something some things i don't i don't say to my dad but the with factors of why I played badly that day or even when I played well that day I wouldn't say to my parents but I would say to Rhythm because I trust him and I know that he can help me improve on those things and uh, even as he said earlier even if you know things aren't happening now I can see that Rhythm knows that there's it's going to take a while before to to learn a process before results start coming so yeah make, make having trust with your coach is is a main good main thing All right guys, uh to finish it off, uh, do you guys mind playing a quick game of uh, would you rather? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, why not? Zach, do you know to play? I think so. Hi guys, welcome to a new category called Would You Rather. The rules are simple. Where both the participants would be given two difficult options to choose from and only one option can be chosen. Now let's get right into it. I mean, you guys will get the hang of it once someone starts. Zach, you want to start first? Yeah, okay. Okay, uh would you rather own the record of most runs scored or most championships won? Most championships won. I like trophies. Uh winning things as a team is I think better than you need to score the most runs but you can never win the trophy. Uh Rhythm, uh would you rather have a long average playing career or have a short fantastic career cut short by injury? I think long career. I think injury even I I know a few players that have been there they've been cut short by injury and their like mental state is so difficult to be in. Um I think yeah long 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 spell out. Zak, would you rather play an amazing game but lose or play an average game and win? Yeah, it depends the context of the game. If it's like a final, I'd rather play an average game. <laughs> random game I'd rather play well and lose. Rhythm, uh, would you rather sweat an embarrassing amount or need to hide it every 5 minutes? <laughs> um Yeah, I guess I'd I'd rather sweat. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 bodily fluid, right? It's everyone sweats. Some people sweat more, some people sweat less. I, I don't see. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, would you rather always lose the championship or never make the playoffs? Uh Never make the playoffs because losing the championship would be hard to take. Uh, last question to Rhythm. Uh, Rhythm, would you rather lose on television or win with nobody watching? Win. But nobody's watching. I, I'm, I'm watching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing, right? So, I mean, yes, ideally you want everyone to know, but at least I know that I've won, you know, and that's something that's 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 
thing, right? That's what we were playing, right? It's a bonus if everyone knows, but at the end of the day, you're playing for yourself. Exactly. All right, guys. It was really nice to have you guys here. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. No, Shri, uh, thank you, mate. It was, uh, I think what you're doing is, is fantastic, mate. You know, um, uh, yeah, we, I'm more than happy to, you know, to be here. I think Zach, this is something new for Zach to experience. So I think Zach was quite excited. Um, so yeah, no, well done, mate. Good job. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a nice day. Thank you. See ya.